apologize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Well, hello there. It's your favorite host, Opie John Kenobi. It's your favorite host from your favorite program on the Talk Nerdy to Me Network, Obi John Kenobi, oh, with me as always, our resident expert on all things guns, beer, titty, and murica, Julian. You goddamn right, I'm sitting here looking at buying more ammo like always. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us this week, sipping on bourbon. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Got distracted. Got distracted. Random dance party, sorry. <laughs> Wearing his Balor Club Worldwide t-shirt, it's the most creatively named man in all podcasting, Karam. <laughs> sorry, I'm still a little drunk from yesterday. <laughs> God, are we ever fucking hot. We look worse than normal. I'm never eating shrimp <laughs> That's saying again. something. It's not like we ever look good. That's no, what I'm saying. It's worse. Than, what do you mean you're not ever eating shrimp again? You think that's what triggered it? No, no, no. I'm just saying I had PTSD because that's all that was in my stomach. All I was in my stomach when I puked was spicy pickle chips, Ew. shrimp, Ew. Uh, and Jameson whiskey. Delicious, yeah, yeah. delicious so, and delicious. Was, so yeah, all did, three together coming up, not delicious. I'm surprised you have a voice today. It sounds like it would burn. Oh, my throat killed yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the spicy dill pickle chips are fantastic. They are. You it's a very I, delayed heat. You know how I feel about pickles. I honestly don't. Oh, I don't like pickles, man. Oh. Fast food. He ruined. loves pickles. Fast food ruined it for me, man. Like those five gallon bucket of pickle slices we would get. Like mm-hmm. the, the smell of opening that thing just fucking ruined pickles for me. So now we know what to get him for his birthday. It's pickles are his lemons, Julian. That's what he's Oh, okay, really? No, oh, I like lemons. I hate lemons. But there you go. Like, I fucking hate lemons. Oh, I hate lemon. Any, I don't even like lemon pledge. He doesn't even like lemon. What, about, what about lemon starburst? <laughs> he what about even... banana laffy taffy? I like that better than lemon stuff. Banana Laffy Taffy is terrible. He doesn't even like it. That's true. When he watches 30 Rock, he doesn't even like Liz Lemon. No. It just reminds him of Lemon. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Julian doesn't like Tina Fey? What? (laughs) Hold on. Hey, hold on. Hold on. I actually like Tina Fey. She's a filthy liberal twat, but I still like her. (laughs) So am I. I don't know. Translation. That's still banger. Yeah. And now we're just showing off tattoos like the scene from Jaws. Mm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, we're going to start this week out with a couple updates from last week. Well, this is, sorry, uh, our powers combined. We are Top Nerdy 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, there you go. And we're going <laughs> to update you with some stuff from the previous week's shows. Um, hey, there's this thing going around. You might have heard of it. Coronavirus. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Uh, it has continued its domination of the news stream and all things. Um so last week, I think it was last week, we talked a bit about the effect the shutdown is having on the movie industry. 
Uh, movies are still being del- delayed, postponed, uh, shelved indefinitely, left, right, and center. The latest casualties are Black Widow, just this week, was delayed. Uh, New Mutants, once again, delayed, because New Mutants is never coming I don't out. Think that, uh, I really don't think that movie exists beyond the trailer. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. They have that two and a half minutes worth of footage, and that's it. And that's they it. never shot it, but they're marketing it like they own the movie. It's going to be like the, uh, the Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. There it is, boys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's the inverse Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just never going to come out. Um, but... Bigger news than that. So, so bigger we, than New Mutants being canceled. Bigger again? than New Mutants yet again being delayed. Uh, believe it or not. <laughs> so movies being delayed is one thing, but the the big death nail in traditional features now is the so many businesses and, and places have been essentially shut down because of this. Uh, both AMC and Cinemark, as of the time of this recording, are now closed to the public. Oh, I think I think Regal, probably at least in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, I haven't looked up Regal, but if they haven't closed yet, they're going to soon. Whoops. Snake! <laughs> I'm sorry. Normally my phone's on silent, but then people have been bitching at me. Turn your ringer on! And then I turn it on, and shit like that happens. See? Sorry. Sorry. You just can't win. No, as long as you have awesome ringtones like that, we're fine with it. Uh, so, yeah, as of this week, both AMC and Cinemark are closed. Regal, I'm sure, if it isn't already, is not far behind. Uh, those two things put together. Last week, we kind of talked about it. It was brief. But is is this sort of the beginning of the edge? Is this the push off the cliff? Uh, the death knell, because we fucking looked that up last week because we got nerdy. Is that the death knell of traditional movie theater uh, uh, what there's a word lifespan uh exhibition sorry uh you're an exhibitionist is that kind of the same thing different category Mm -hmm. i mean it's still showing off in public but i mean i'm more of a voyeur he doesn't charge admission Uh, you're a watcher not a participant i'm both really fair fair he does get a cut of the concessions that we sell to his shows though so Mm. not too dissimilar it's like a a blade two jerk off booth got it (laughs) okay okay line up your tissues anyway uh so that in and of itself, bad enough, but like I like I predicted last week, we're now starting to see because theaters or, or companies can't ex- exhibit their shows in theaters, the next logical avenue is streaming. Universal announced this week they're putting out um, Invisible Man, which has only been in theaters for four weeks. Yeah, two. I was mm-hmm. going to say two or three. Yeah. Um, the Hunt, which is another unfortunate casualty of this i feel like that movie got pulled from theaters because of bullshit political crap they it can finally... be garbage and i'm just gonna yeah, buy it on the, it, it finally got a release date they're gonna put it out in theaters the whole marketing campaign for it now was it's the movie everyone's talking about but nobody's seen it yet um and now it's pulled but as of friday you'll be available to get that on video on demand um emma from universal is also coming out um i think there were some other ones oh uh harley quinn it's coming out hey, next week. Say the whole thing. <sighs> Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harleen Quinzel. God, that's such a that terrible title. title. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey? That's the one. Okay. Even uh, worse. Still the bad. film formerly known as Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be out video on demand next My head week. Hurts. <laughs> um, and there's lots of rumors. I don't think it'll happen, but there are a lot of rumors that Disney is going to end up putting Mulan 
straight on Disney Plus. That I don't think is going to happen simply because that's a joint Disney China production. They were counting on very good box office numbers overseas, specifically in China, to help that movie break even. I think it has a two hundred million dollar budget. Oh, shit, they're coming out on the other end of this. Give it to us on Disney Plus. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I I don't think they're gonna because here's the thing: once it's on streaming or digital in any way, shape, or form, it's going to be all over the internet piracy stuff because uh, China loves their piracy shit. Uh, so yeah, it, I don't think Disney's going to put it out just because they need the box office numbers to help this thing break even. Uh, but all that on the table, does that reevaluate anyone's stance from last week? Do we think maybe this is getting more serious than we thought? Is it going the way we thought we would? Given this is the first time I've had this conversation, I'm going to go with uh, no. Like I, I don't see this being the death knell. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, and, uh, for theaters and that kind of stuff because i mean at the end of the day people people like those public experiences people i mean you know it's still as much as you didn't may or may not have liked episode nine you still like enjoyed being there with a the crowd yeah uh and that's that holds true for a lot of things even the shittiest movie you go to on opening night is still fun because you can still be fun if you saw it with the crowd if the entire uh, room hates it, much like when I saw uh, House of the Dead on the opening Friday night it came out in a packed theater in 2003. Piranha 3D? Uh, well, there were only five of us in the theater then. <laughs> well, there were seven when we walked in. But we, we ran the other two people off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. They're just, all these companies are taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, they're going to, stuff that was already in the pipeline, they'll pump out to streaming, which is smart. Um, but as soon as this all gets over, everybody wants to get back out there and cough on each other and <laughs> spread diseases that isn't COVID-19 and, mm-hmm. you know, be seen and touch. I mean, we're just like you said, humans are a very social organism. Like, we like to be out and amongst a lot of us do. Not mm-hmm. all. Some of us are more introverted than others. But I, I enjoy going out. Like, I like going to f- football games, basketball games because of the crowd. Yeah. We like going to wrestling matches because of the crowd. That's true. Uh, we like going to UFC fights because it's of the crowd. Pissed. It's all about um, crowd pops and interaction with friends and family and everything else. So, I mean, we had a... Knuckles for the wrestling reference with the pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very well. Uh, I'm not the amateur he is. I'm, I know, but I know I still, still, you still get respect fine. for it. Though. I know. I'm like mid-tier. So, uh, But it's just one of those things where you like being around other people. I mean, you can't. it's hard to have sex by yourself. Yeah, you can do it, uh, well, but it's hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, it you can do it when it's hard, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's what he said. Like, people weren't talking about, is it the death of uh, the NBA, MLB, or uh, NCAA? The NFL? So, no, hell, there's too much money. NFL's not canceling shit, by the way. Uh, they they didn't cancel the draft, but they are, uh, it's not no going to be fans, open, yeah. no fans. It's basically going to be all online, and yeah. like the commissioner will be there naming who gets picked. That's it. Yeah. But there will be no no more of the green room interviews or the the family sitting at the tables and everybody celebrating and hugging the commissioners. That's yeah. all going to go away. Ain't but. a ain't a like none of those are getting canceled. Theaters are going to pop back. Uh, you know the AMC AMC theater in Lexington might not pop back, but. We have an AMC theater. You know where the Dollar Theater used to be. Oh yeah. yeah, I always forget that's even there. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's on the other side of town, so. Yeah, well, the, the last movie I saw there was still at the Dollar Theater and straight up was Tropic Thunder. Wow. Okay. So. 
Well, I will say this: Cinemark is uh, handling it as best they can. I think they. Uh, I got an email saying while theaters are closed, they are suspending all these Cinemark Club member subscriptions, so they, were, they will not be billing me while they're closed. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, which honestly, I was kind of okay if they did because you don't want to lose it. Well, well, here's the thing. so every month when they bill me, uh, part of my bill is a free quote unquote movie ticket. So you were just going to bank those? Yeah, if you don't use them they roll over. So it's like fine, be closed for 6 months as soon as you guys are back open, whoa, I will blow whoa, through whoa, all of those. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the, uh, 6 months? I'm being absolute uh, um total worrier come on man i've got another vacation plan for mid-september worst end of the spectrum six months from now theaters are still closed i wouldn't care because if they open back up i'd have six tickets i can roll over and use i would blow through them in a week because it's me i've got uh, a shout out to pretty much everyone that i was dealing with in tampa um my airbnb guy when i emailed him canceling my reservation his email response was i just canceled a trip myself i understand and be safe um and nxt got canceled Ticketmaster, i didn't have to go for a refund they're automatically refunding That's awesome. uh allegiant automatically canceled the the flights and is giving me the money back Sweet. and gcw is indefinitely allowing people to get refunds for their events i am still really upset i have to miss out on the greatest wrestling match title of all time the bi curious battle royal at effie's big gay brunch yeah, it's pretty hard to top that. Still bummed I'm missing that. And, uh, you know, still bummed I don't get to see Velveteen Dream whoop Adam Cole's ass live and in Tampa. Not happening. Oh, what's happening, man? Not happening. Case of White Claw? He's not going to whoop his ass. He'll, he'll win he'll because win they're the pulling up the Undisputed Era. Oh, absolutely. But he's not going to whoop his ass. He's it's not going to be a squash. He's going to whoop that ass. He's not. He's going to whoop that ass. He's going to have hit like nine Death Valley drivers. Oh, and then the elbow, baby. He does that savage style elbow too. Yeah, he still doesn't do it as good as uh, Kyrie Sane though. Kyrie Sane has probably the second best elbow drop in the business of all time, behind Macho, Macho Man, Man Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. This has been rusted. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Bailey's is uh, sorry. What? Shawn Michaels. Sha- Hers is better than Shawn Michaels. I wouldn't say that. I would. Every None day. of. I mean, Bret Hart's was. I like his little off the second rope. Like everything about Bailey. Is better than Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Come at me, Flanagan. Yeah. Everything. His WrestleMania record's better. Everything. <laughs> he has more world titles. None of these things. She's is... the first uh, Grand Slam champion. It would be better if she, uh, he was the first, first ever he, women's tag team champion. He was also the first ever Grand Slam champion. And she did it better. So uh, he didn't win the women's championship. It would be better if she wrestled topless and he wrestled topless. I would. I'd be fine if they would swapped outfits for a match. <laughs> That'd be cool with me. Put her in the chaps. I'm cool with that. Uh, if you only had to wear those chaps to rip the knee braces. Uh, theaters, that kind of stuff. I wanted to shout out everyone in Tampa that was being really nice. There you go. I'm going through other notes. So, well, you did. I think Julian brought up an interesting point that whenever they do eventually open back up. Will we see a big surge in people going back out again just because we can finally go back out again? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, and will that surge be enough to make up for the lost revenue from being shut down? I, I, I think that's the question. Now. I think it's going to be like the old movie tavern when they very first opened. And I remember going into uh, when it was still collectibles, etc. I was in there one Friday night, and the manager, owner of whatever it was, movie tavern came in, and he's like, I've sold out everything for the rest of the night. Shit. Which was, and it was like 6 o'clock on a Friday. The novelty was there. I think people are going to be so excited to be able to get back out and do stuff. 
you know, you could put fucking uh, Norbit back in theaters and people would go well, see it. Just it's, to... I love Norbit. <laughs> I would definitely go see Norbit. <laughs> you could put Pluto Nash. No, no, <laughs> yeah. that's where I draw the line. I'll defend Pluto Nash. Or maybe put... even, uh, what was the other me. one with Chubby Rain? Bowfinger. Bowfinger was terrible. Bowfinger is awesome. No. no. Shut your mouth. Norbit is the best of the terrible Eddie Bowfinger, Murphy movies. Bowfinger, because Bowfinger is in the terrible Eddie Murphy movies. It's, it's I, I will say this. Chubby Rain. Yes. It totally is. If they put, if, if we wanted to go to the movies and we walk in there like, we have three tickets left for Jeepers Creepers 3, I'd be like, guys, let's go somewhere. I'll buy dinner. Because fuck that That's pretty movie. much the only movie I wouldn't go see is anything yeah. by that asshole. But what no, about Clown House? Anything directed by that piece of shit. It's uh, fair. Is Flanagan with us? Yeah, so we still go watch the house, still, and we'll go. We'll pick them up when it's done. But we've still only got three tickets. So. <laughs> I'll, go hang out Mr. I'll go hang out with Mr. Bruce while you guys do that. Yeah, I'll definitely not watch that movie again. No, what did. was that other bullshit? The hospital with the drill dough. Let's not give that. <laughs> that we all thought it's, sounded hilarious, and then it was just so painfully awkward when it happened. The four of us just sat there in stunned silence. I don't uh, think I've ever watched a snuff film, but that might be the closest I've ever come to watching a snuff film. Wait, what was that snuff like? The one with. Uh, was it Nicolas Cage? Was it 8mm? Yeah. yeah. That movie was okay. Never seen it. Paid to investigate a, a snuff, snuff film. film. Yeah. Oh, shit, that sounds right. Yeah. It was actually one of the, like, the Descent and the Madness in the Nicolas Cage movies because it it's right dark and gritty. full crazy, yeah. 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 I've got the color, the shape of color. We need to watch that. Yeah. I really want to watch that. The weird the Nicolas Cage of, Cthulhu it's movie. In, yeah, it's an HBO oh. one. I saw the preview for, or the trailer, not the trailer, the poster for that the other day. I was like, what the fuck the is going on? The sound of color, the shape of color? Color out of space. There it is. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the shape of water. I was like, we're talking no. about fish fucking again? <laughs> Great song by Guar, though. Fish fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry. We're, we're, since, no, since we're talking... <laughs> uh, we're back together, uh, so... Since we're talking Nicolas Cage uh, Renaissance movies... It feels so good. Uh, Nicolas Cage Renaissance era, his masterpiece, Mandy... On Shutter right now. See, now I'm taking it back and bringing it forward because I'm going to bring up more about that later. Uh, but it's been uh, <sighs> Uncle Joe Bob pretty much guaranteed on his uh, his Friday the 13th live stream that uh, that's going to be on season two. So I'll watch Joe Bob do it. Okay. I'll watch Joe Bob do it. All right. There we go. We have I, and we've talked about this again. My issue with Mandy wasn't so much the movie. It was it felt like a Tarantino trailer for Inglorious Bastards where ninety percent of the trailer is the last twenty minutes of the that's, movie. That's that's fair. So when I had to sit through three minutes of a girl drugged out laughing at the size of a guy's dick, I was just kinda like, I'm not feeling this. It is a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. And is it is it hit too close to home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's just it, it's such a fucking well We'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Okay. Okay. Now we'll, we'll circle back around to that. Um, other things that have died because of coronavirus: <clears throat> people, dogs, no, one dog. Important things. Uh, uh, ooh, no. Uh, <laughs> our beloved XFL. Sorry, <clears throat> XFL. Hey, who, is who, who had the best win loss record at the end of the season? Who was it? I'm giving you your soapbox to stand on, sir. I loved my Roughnecks. Get them, Roughnecks. Who was the final record? Rico's Roughnecks. What was the name of the quarterback? No, I name one player. I don't player. fucking care. So how many? Play? How many? With five. How many, five, five games. Five total. Five and oh. Well, the Battle Hawks were three and two. Yep. Set like I think we ended up tying records with uh, the DC Defenders. Yep. So the show versus show team feud is in a tie right now. <laughs> but the Koran versus Julian feud has been decided. 
Was it a feud though? It was like one game. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that you That's won true. by less than yeah. you won by like five points. The sibling rivalry. But I paid <laughs> up, so. Yeah. I feel like we always we need to like we have to have like a mania uh, pool where we go match by match and each pick somebody. I'm fine. And loser has to buy another case of white claw. Easy. Well, there you go. Uh, of course, so it's going to have an even number of matches, season. and we'll, we'll, we'll tie. <laughs> if we tie, John has to buy us each a case of white claw. I ain't fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll co-sign that. You going to co-sign that? I'm down. All right, cool. My card, Two one, my card is a straight ballot hornswoggle start to finish. <laughs> I'm going hey, to will it to happen. If hornswoggle even makes an appearance, <laughs> we'll let you out of that be- We'll let you out of that deal. That's not going to happen. I got my Hornswoggle moment. Uh, Willed him into existence. He wasn't even there. He just magically woke up under the ring and was like, I'm in gear. Oh, yeah. Zelina Vega. I better chase her out and laugh. Yes. Oh, that was, that was awesome. It was glorious. Uh, but, so, XFL is finished. Other than Team Records, what did we think? Was it was it everything that hype made it up to be? It's was a fun it? alternative. It's I feel like it's somewhere between, like, arena football and NFL. Okay. Um... Uh, you know, it, it was fun to go out and watch the Shamrocks with you guys. It was a, mm-hmm. a good time. Like, uh, I would have it on. I, I turned it on a couple times at home, just sitting there watching the watching this background noise. I mean, I tried to watch every game that I could, just because I wanted to fully support the league. Like, and I bought t-shirts, thing. bought hats. Yeah, um, I was all in. I like the rule changes. I think that, I really think the NFL is going to end up adopting a couple of them. Um, but I just thought it was cool. Uh, I gave all these guys a, a second chance at playing. Um, interesting stories. They they couldn't control the players on the sideline. They kept cussing, having to bleep it out. They had the personalities like Pat McAfee was there for a couple games. It was cool. They had the uh, the infamous beer snake that yes. took over one game. And yeah, then, uh, they just cut the, from the owner game came out. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Luck, the commissioner, came out. Yeah, uh, it was just it was a great atmosphere. People Wasn't loved it. The fans loved it. Uh, was that the just, coach of our wonderful DC Defenders that, or the owner of the DC Defenders that did that? No, he's the GM of the league. Oh, or the commissioner of the league. I thought the team owner also came out at one point. He might have. No, that was the Vipers and somebody that came. No, it was DC and. uh, I'm pretty sure it was DC and the Battlehawks. Really? Okay. Okay. But yeah, the beer snake almost made it all the way up to the very top. Um, But, and we've talked about this before. I appreciate Vince McMahon owns all the teams. Yeah, I oh that's true. I appreciated the fact that they really uh, catered to the gambling addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just all in. Yeah, uh, the games were legit fun to watch, and and with maybe a couple of exceptions, there were no games that felt like, well, this is pointless. Let's turn the channel off. Like every game that I saw, even late into like the fourth quarter. Uh, was still entertaining and fun to watch. There were some games that were boring until the fourth quarter. Yep. Uh, and then all of a sudden teams would make, you know, make miraculous comebacks. And uh, with the uh, the extra point rules, incentivizing teams to go for that three-point conversion and, and turn a situation around that in in NFL, there would be no way to get out of it. You know, it's it's. I think they did a good job of, of keeping things interesting. It was entertaining to watch, and I'm yep. not a huge football guy. So me saying it was fun to watch... Hey, you're, you're appealing to more than just a hardcore football people. And the only issue I had with it is that they keep bouncing around on different networks at different times. Yes. They have to lock down a TV deal if they want to survive. Because the schedule I was annoying. Yeah. The schedule was aggravating. Like They didn't have any of the weird ones where it was like 2 a.m. like on ESPN 8. But just for yeah. the fact that it was, it started on ABC and NBC and then it went to ESPN and ESPN 2 and then Fox Sports 1 and all this other crap. Like, yeah. For yeah. people like me that don't have cable... And Canada, I, I just don't want to. Lock it down, guys. Yeah. I don't want to Lock jump around. Yeah, get you, find a, a home 
no matter what it is, whether it's Spike or whatever, just find a home. I'm just going to Fox, and he's well, they've got yeah. the SmackDown deal, so yeah. I mean, it should be Fox, but <clears throat> just log it down, and that because they said every week viewership went down, but attendance to the games went up. So that's huh. just basically people not wanting to fight around and trying to find a place showing yeah. the game, or not wanting to subscribe to Fox Sports One. Yeah. So just get a home. We'll figure it out, and then viewership and uh, in park attendance will both level out. So bring it back. Let's get season two. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think uh, I think season two will. I really hope it did well enough. They can expand like they wanted to to twelve teams. Uh, are cutting their season short. I don't know how that's going to affect that, but I think overall it was pretty. If you got to come back into the eight the eight teams, do it again. Yeah, uh, run it back. Yeah, just literally, just repeat that fucking schedule you were supposed yeah. to have. Just yeah. do. Do it all again. Good job, Vince. And we don't say that very much, but good job, Vince. No, you took that, way too long to cancel your shit in Tampa. That's uh, my only complaint. Well, you know, what goes around comes around. His, his good deed was XFL, and he's got to balance out his shitty card. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anything else to say XFL-wise? We're good. We're happy. Go Battlehawks. Fuck Goldberg and Reigns. Okay. I mean. It's all Vince. So. Fair enough. Uh, with that, we're going to jump to today's main topic. Butt stuff? Butt main, stuff. Main topic. That's just a recurring topic. Who cares? Uh, no, so, uh, you're trapped at home in either a self-imposed or government-imposed quarantine, depending on when you're listening to the show. Uh, you're trapped at home. You can't go anywhere. What can you do to stay sane? Uh, you know, I really think this whole thing is just an elaborate... Uh, experiment from Dr. Forrester down in Deep 13 trying to force all of us to stay in our homes and watch terrible movies while we go insane. Uh, so to, to keep you sane, here's some stuff we recommend. Uh, we're gonna, we've got stuff to watch, stuff to read, and stuff to play. Um, with yourself is the number one thing on with what to play. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's go from that. So you're trapped at home. What do you play while you're at home trying to avoid the end times? Uh, I'll go ahead and cover All right. the obvious uh, Nintendo plug I've got. If you want a long, lengthy, enthralling game to play, Breath of the Wild. Boom. Uh, Legend of Zelda. It has... The tutorial section of the game is about four and a half hours long. Jesus. Really? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're locked in your house for 14 days... Uh, yeah, that would be the, that's my serious answer. The next one's kind of a joke. At, at what point, when you're planning the tutorial level for your game, and you hit, like, the three-hour mark, do you think, like, are we putting too much in the game? <laughs> are we making it too complicated? There are apparently ways to, like, get around some of the stuff, but you know me and how I soak up Zelda. No, that's fine. I'm sorry. I feel like that's maybe one too many game mechanics if it takes me four hours to learn it. They also have, like, some basic, uh, because you, like, hunt food in that game, too. So it shows you how to, like, hunt. There's, I have the same issue with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that I had with uh, GTA San Andreas and Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't want to have to make sure my character eats in a fucking video game yeah, to continue yeah. on. There's this such thing as making it too realistic. It's supposed to be escapism. Red Dead? I have to fucking shower and shave to get people to talk to me? Eh. Yeah, you've gone too far. That was a jerk-off motion for everyone at home. <laughs> uh, I'm just pissed Red Dead Redemption. I keep losing my fucking hat. That gets really annoying. 
that would require me to dive back into the game, and I haven't yeah, in a long time. I need to start playing it again. I've played it for like an hour. And I... <laughs> I've played it for about four. So, so Julian has fingernails scratched the surface. <laughs> I've like first knuckle deep scratched the I've, surface. I've dipped the pinky toe in the water. Uh, no, I played it for a while, mostly online with Cox. But uh... All right, uh, Julian? Uh, I guess the obvious one would be the new Battle Royal mode from Modern Warfare. Uh, for whatever reason, I've got the disc, and it's still making me download the 89-gig patch. So Shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on, so I'll let you know maybe next, <laughs> next weekend week. when it finally gets downloaded. <laughs> so start your download now, and by yeah. the time you're out of quarantine, you might be able to play it. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just it's a Battle Royal mode. Um, just think Fortnite, uh, just without all the goofy cartoon bullshit. So, um, I don't know. It might be interesting. It might not. It might suck. It may, it'll probably be more like PUBG than Fortnite, but we'll see. I never played PUBG. I really wanted to, though. I mean, the the, the thought process is you just, you drop in and the it gets the level gets smaller around you, and you've yeah. got to like hunt and survive. I mean, it's a cool concept. But Fortnite, when you've got like solid gold zebras, like doing the what's the the floss dance, yeah, and you're yeah. like digging and shit, it's just fucking stupid. Like I don't. I will say this: having having dipped my other pinky toe in the waters of, of Fortnite, uh, it's not terrible. But they definitely, because so many kids are playing, I think they've kind of leaned into the more cartoony end of the, uh, the yeah. spectrum. Um, but the concept of the game is solid. And my only thing is, it's free to play, sure, but all the cool shit's behind the paywall. Um, yeah. That, that I, I fell for. But they did introduce lightsabers into the game, and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of badass. Uh, you get the lightsaber chest and crack it open, you can pick your lightsaber, and then you can literally, like, you hold down the block button and you can block machine gun fire as you're charging at an enemy. It makes you feel cool. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely skewed more towards um, as family-friendly as you could make yeah. a Battle Royale a battle shooter. Royale yeah. Um, but yeah, and they, they've also got new stuff out, if not every day, every week, so there's definitely a reason to go back to that. So hopefully Call of Duty can appeal to the more uh, hardcore Ma- gamers. Mature. Yeah. Mature. Uh, my recommendation uh, is a game well, that you actually that. you actually can't go buy it yet. Um, we have a love hate relationship on this show with Friday the Thirteenth, the video game. Boo! I'm just getting this out there so I can. So that game is what they call an asymmetrical multiplayer, which is a fancy fucking way of saying it's one player versus everybody else. Uh, that game is one player is Jason, everyone else is counselors. That concept is really cool. The execution of that game, you've heard us talk about. I'm not going to get into that on the show. But. Ad nauseum. Yeah. Uh, Ilphonic has taken that same core concept and applied it to an intellectual property that I think not only fits that beautifully, but I cannot wait to get my hands on. I'm talking about Predator Hunting Grounds, which has a free to play weekend coming up uh, March 27th, 28th, and 29th, next weekend. Anyone who has a PlayStation Plus subscription can get on, download the game, and basically it's it's a free for anyone beta. The game actually hit shelves a month later, the end of April. Uh, but for nothing other than the cost of your PlayStation Plus subscription, you can jump in and start playing it that weekend. I think it starts at 8 p.m. on Friday and runs to, I'm not sure what time, on Sunday. Uh, the way it's structured, you play as either one of a four-man fire team uh, executing missions, so you're, you're hacking satellites or blowing stuff up or whatever. You, it's basically Call of Duty. You, you're, you're, you have a mission and a goal. Um, there is a third-party, like, guerrilla force that you're taking out. 
Uh, the Predator also takes them out too. So it's not just the players and the Predator. There's basically uh, bots for both of you to take out. Oh, nice. Uh, so great. if you're playing as a four-man fire team, you're not just waiting for the Predator to show up. You've got a mission to execute. Uh, and if you execute your mission and achieve your goal before the Predator kills you, you win because you accomplished your goal. And if you're the Predator and kill everybody, you win. <laughs> yeah, so the flip side is, uh, which I think will be you know, the more popular end, is your the Predator, uh, which they've broken up to at least three classes of Predator, depending on your game style. Um, they've got all the classic weapons, the Plasma Caster, the Wrist Blades, the uh, Collapsible Spear, which you can stab or throw. Um, they've got some new weapons, like a Bow and Arrow that I can't fucking wait to get my hands on. Uh, I've been waiting for a Predator Bow and Arrow for decades. So your goal as a predator is to kill all of the human players. Now you can't tell the difference between human players and bot players uh, unless you. I think that if you go into your predator vision and then basically just like sit and watch over time, you'll map out who the humans are. Uh, but you can't just flip on your vision and see who it is automatically. Uh, so you basically just have to take out fucking everybody. Uh, but it's a combination of stealth and firepower. Um, the way you play would you know, change which class of Predator you go to. There's a Berserker, which is you know, a bolt sponge, basically. Then there's the, like, the uh, more stealth-oriented one. There's a mid-card uh, or mid-level uh, that's kind of a balance of all three of those. Uh, looks fantastic. Tons of customizable options, masks and armor and uh, different paint schemes, things like that. Uh, so jump on, play it for free if you enjoy it. Uh, you can pre-order it at GameStop, and you will get... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay, pre-order GameStop online, uh, and you can get the original 87 Predator skin unlocked early, and, <clears throat> Julian's going to perk up when I say this, Old Painless, the uh, 7.62 minigun, mm. you will unlock early if you pre-order. Mm. There's also a deluxe digital download version which comes with even more skins, even more weapons, uh, a whole bunch of like bonus perks to start the game with. There is a PlayStation exclusive skin for the Predator, which is like a black and blue armor scheme. Uh, or war paint is what they call it. Um, that goes for 60 The regular game is $40. Um, so jump on, give it a try. I can't wait to get in there and play it. Um, even if it's got some kinks, there's enough time to work them out uh, before the game hits shells. Like I said, I think this is very much a beta. Um, but I plan to jump on, and I plan to uh, elbow and guilt trip as many people as I know into playing it. I Why say, are you looking at us? As I look at both of yeah. them. Yep. Does that mean we get to be Dutch? They're, so, okay, okay. Dibs. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Arnold did confirm he did voice work for a Predator video game. This is the only Predator video game I know of. I don't know if Dutch will be a full-on like unlockable skin at some point, or if one of the missions involves him or what, but in some way, shape, or form, Dutch is going to be in the game. I'm going nice. Carl Weathers did it, but you kind of know he did. I mean, at some point, i got to imagine, uh, it, whether it's, it's you have to grind to get him unlocked or whatnot, but I imagine there will be skins for the entire original Predator crew. So... Uh, Jesse Ventura Sexual Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Goddamn uh, sexual Tyrannosaur Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, The big Indian yeah. guy that gets skinned <laughs> Billy yeah. Hawkins yeah. Making uh, pussy jokes the whole game I, I imagine at some point I mean that would be like your the ultimate yeah, I'd pay more to get that right now I just uh, want there to yeah. be an achievement Where you find a way to like 
Dude, that unlocks shake. it, and it just says, you son of a... No, that's the ultimate unlock uh, uh, emote, is the, the bro handshake. When you celebrate your Is mission. it really? I, I oh, don't know. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Again, that would be awesome. If I will design my ass on that game if I have to. If the designers know what they're doing, that's the uh, the like final unlockable emote is the bro handshake. So there's a, a funny story. Do you guys ever play Army of Two? Yeah, I yeah. love that game. Army of Two, uh, when they did the sequel, they announced it was called uh, TFD. And they people were like speculating what it stood for. A bunch of people ended up guessing the 40th day, uh-huh. which was the end of, the name of the title. But from where one of your things in the game was the fist pump, uh, someone and it got a, a large following behind it said total fist bump destruction to the point to that where if you fist bump like I think it was like 250 times in the sequel, you unlock so the like total one. fist bump destruction achievement. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a we and uh, me and Jason used to play that all the time. It was a really fun, it was a, a built for two player co op third person shooter where you could just go nuts on the guns and customization. It's one of those games I never like. I know you could play it single player, but I never did. Yeah, it's boring single player. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I bought a copy on PS3 just so I could have it to play at some point. But uh, there was literally an option to pimp your gun, which would like gold or platinum plate your weapon. And it actually boosted one of your stats was uh, aggro. You could draw attention away from your other mm-hmm. partner. And if you pimped your gun, it boosted your aggro stats because you have a shiny-ass gun now. <laughs> it was awesome. Did that? Yep. Did that. <laughs> I mean, I've pimped a couple of my guns in real life. No, I know, but I know. That's the least surprising thing you can tell me. <laughs> so that's what you can play. Uh, let's jump to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, sorry, you got more? Sorry, yeah, sorry. I had, I had my, bad. my bad, my bad. I had another game. This is what to play with Koran. And I'm just going to sit here in the corner and be quiet. Because it's, it's a timely reference. Okay. The Last of Us. A game about a disease that... Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I also could have said Days Gone. Um, uh, I thought you were going to say that plague game on, like, the iPhone. What's the one where you create a plague and it takes over the world and if you kill everybody you win? Fuck if I know. What's that game called? But no, uh, The Last of Us, which is an amazing game to begin with and throw in there that in my dark sense of humor it, it's kind of timely yep um it's if you have it's literally it, just called plague incorporated oh <laughs> that's fucking weak it's uh, kind of a cool game though yeah, okay. but yeah last of us there you go or possibly if you want to downgrade days gone <laughs> Uh, well, while we're throwing in shout-outs to mobile games, uh, my current addiction is Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which is basically a... And I hate turn-based combat, so I don't know why, I keep, play, I don't know why I keep playing this. That's why I'm not playing yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, I it's, hate turn-based. Scott Cox got me on it, and now I'm addicted. Uh, but basically, you put together a group of five uh, characters from all over the Star Wars eras. Uh, you can unlock new characters as you play. And you're basically just building up your team and, you know, upgrading your gear and shit and fighting other people who have teams of Star Wars characters. And it sounds dumb, but I can't stop playing it. You also don't stop believing, do you? Never. All right. Never don't not stop. Never gonna quit, never gonna quit it, never gonna quit it. Uh, anyway. So now are we done? Uh, everybody covered your games. I don't want to step on my toes. We're good with what that, that's what to play. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. What was the other one that I, I did like a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? I'll keep throwing that back out there. There you go. That's so a it's game. a good 100-hour game. Oh, yeah. I need to finish GTA Five. Uh, get some friends <laughs> together, jump on Rule 20, and play D&D. There Fuckers. You there you go. 
I'm not that nerdy. So we'll get you someday, don't worry. Never we'll gonna find, happen. We'll find it. Never RPG. gonna happen, never gonna happen. We'll find an RPG you can't resist not playing. Uh I mean like the last RPG I really remember getting into and really enjoying was like Fable. What if we found a tabletop RPG that used like a bunch of guns and killing zombies? It had well, to have titties. It's called Zombicide. It's in my closet. <laughs> I mean, like a full. No, I'm talking. Uh, I I just found out there's an alien um, tabletop RPG. Now I'm trying to find the source book for because it, it sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, so uh, a rubber band uh, in the bathroom with a bunch of hand uh, ponytail holders. <sighs> Go nuts. What kind uh, of man needs a ponytail holder? Me. A man Jesus hot, Christ. You know, luscious mane. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't control his fucking hair is right now. I was gonna it's, it's, yeah. I called it luscious, but I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh it just looks like someone put a chia wig on his head and just, <laughs> the rain just keeps pouring on it. Uh so that's what to play. Uh next we're gonna cover, which I think would probably be a shorter topic, what to read. If you're that I kinda... once again have two. Alright. <clears throat> Go first then. Uh my first pick is This book is full of spiders. Seriously don't touch it. The sequel to there John Dies at the End. I was going to say, is it John Dies at the End? But no. Um, because it deals with a full-on outbreak in a town. No shit. Um, including chapters that are titled uh, Such and Such Time Until the Quarantine of Undisclosed. Okay. Um, again, timely and kind of funny. So. That's fair. Shocking no one. Arrow Comics? Thor! No, they canceled Green Arrow at issue 50 and haven't brought it yet, back yet. Fuck you, DC. <laughs> Eat a dick, DC. Uh, no, Thor uh, has a brand new creative team, new writer, new artist, and is starting a brand new storyline. They are th- three issues in so far. Might be four issues in. Um, so it's a great time to pick it up. Uh, you can go to your local comic store and check it out. Or if you don't have a store or you're afraid to actually leave your house, I'm pretty sure at least the first two issues are up on whatever is it marvel unlimited whatever their digital comic services uh should be up by now you can go check those out uh but the basic storyline is <clears throat> thor is taken over as the the all father he is now the lord of asgard um and his first his first day being crowned king galactus shows up begging for his help scared out of his mind because the thing that killed galactus's universe is now coming to our universe. Uh, so Thor agrees reluctantly to help him uh, track down. There's, I, I guess, a handful of planets that have properties that if Galactus consumes will help him become more powerful and fight this thing off. So Thor and Galactus have an unlikely truce. Uh, and as if Thor himself wasn't powerful enough, uh, he's now inherited the Odin Force uh, from Odin. So he's jacked up on Odin Force Thor. And at the end of issue one, spoiler, because he's helping Galactus, Galactus makes him a herald of Galactus, which means he now has the cosmic force, uh, or is it the power of cosmic, the same thing, uh, same power source Silver Surfer has. The power of cosmic sounds like the name for a rave. Okay. Uh, so it is the most jacked up, powerful Thor we've ever seen in Thor comics, and he is now reluctantly working as essentially a herald of Galactus, uh, trying to help him... Uh, uh, conquer planets for the good of the realm uh but as you would expect he's running into some uh some opposition to that uh beta ray bill makes a surprise appearance thor 
Beta Ray Bill or Thor <laughs> makes an appearance. Have I ever explained uh, the joke behind? Yes, that? yes, okay, I know, okay, I know okay, where you okay, go. Okay. And Ken, uh, I'd have some stuff for you, uh, some horse Thor stuff for you to draw. Uh, the, the, his DMs are about to be wide open, man. Okay. Um, we've also gotten uh, Lady Sith, who is now the the Watcher on the bridge. She's taken over for um, Heimdall. Um, it makes some appearance. It's really fun, really cool. I was reluctant because, uh, like I talked about a few weeks back, Jason Aaron uh, had a almost 10-year run on Thor, and it was fantastic. So it was very kind of crestfallen that he left the book, but uh, the new writer has done a great job so far. Um, the new story is really interesting. I like where it's going. Uh, Thor is going places you wouldn't expect Thor to do and doing some things he doesn't really want to. So it's uh, putting him in uncomfortable situations. So go check that out. Uh, I'm pretty sure at least the first two uh, issues are available for digital, uh, or you can, you know, go to your comic store and pick up the first four. So there you go. I know a shocker that I would suggest a Thor comic book. Much like me suggesting a David Wong novel. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. I know. You got a book? Uh, yeah. Triggered by Donald Trump Jr. Because fuck you liberals. (laughs) There you go. Just throwing it out there for my boy. I mean, I'm reading that. Uh, I'm reading a bunch of other things. I'm still reading the, uh... What is that one? Like the the mercenary story, the Undying Mercenaries uh, series. Still really cool. They're quick reads. They're fun. Um, I think there's like twelve of those. Uh, and then I want to. I'm probably gonna go back and reread some of the boys. I want to finish that, and then I need to finish Invincible. Um, and I definitely want to finish the boys because they're coming out with season two, and they've already talked about how they're changing up the fucking characters again. Yep. And it's already aggravated me. So, so, do we not get Carl Urban for season two? No, he, Carl Urban's back. Okay. They're back, but they're. What's the. Uh, do you remember Stormfront from the comics? Yeah. Never read the comics. Well, now instead of being. Uh, I feel like I failed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> instead of being Nazi Superman, now it's Nazi Supergirl. Yeah. Because let's just gender swap for no real reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott's not here to make the joke, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I was with season one to a point, but the ending of season one, I was just like, no. Yeah. Like, you've fundamentally changed what this story is about now, and I don't like the direction they're going in, so. Yeah, I'll give them, like, one or two episodes of season two, but that'll probably be it. I'm supporting it now just because Carl Urban's in it. Yeah. yeah. I need to watch uh, Hunters of Return on Amazon Prime shows, because Nazi Dylan. We'll get to that. My man. Rod reading right now. <laughs> uh, my the other book I have is actually I think I've talked about it briefly on the show probably a few years ago. It's called The Post Mortal by Drew McGarry of all people, like okay. the sports writer. Mm-hmm. It is a an amazing sci fi novel. My brother got it for me and my dad a couple of years ago for probably several years ago for Christmas, and uh, that's when I did my whole like I wanted to read one book every two weeks and. I ended up, like, demolishing the 26 number and getting all the way up to, like, 39. Um, Pop-up books are quick to read. But <laughs> it's this book about they've they found a cure for aging. Okay. Um, so there are, like, and basically whenever, you know, do your shot, bam, you're stuck at that age forever. And it just talks about, like, the overcrowding, the, the, the things that are happening, the opposition from people that are basically, like, we're humans, we're not supposed to live forever, the running out of food, the running out of space. And it's just, uh, it doesn't get too sci-fi. Like, honestly, it just feels like you're just, because you follow the same character the entire time, and there's nothing, like, that weird or out of the ordinary for it. It's basically like if Greenpeace has decided to declare war on humanity at some point, because they are full-on destroying the planet. 
the they obviously can't come out and say Greenpeace, but the people that come after the, the people that have gotten Greenpeace, yeah. they're called the Greenies because they paint their, they paint their faces green. So what would they what would their weapon of choice be? Maybe a biological virus. Maybe like the nineteenth iteration of it. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Just an idea. Just a few sticks. And you know, at one point in time, like uh, this isn't really a spoiler or anything. At one point in time, the main character becomes a basically a suicide assistant. Uh, people will call him if basically you know if they've been thirty for like fifty six years and they've just decided I've had enough. So he becomes Kevorkian. Yeah, he goes out and helps those people. So they haven't come up with suicide booths yet? No suicide booths. Okay. Uh, Bender, well, Bending, Rodder, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Futurama, baby. Always time for Futurama jokes. Mm. Uh, my second recommendation is also a comic book. Surprise, I know. Uh, very Horse ob- Thor! It does deal with space. It's a very obscure title. You probably haven't heard of it. Star Wars. What? Yeah, what? no. Yeah. Um, it's like Flash Gordon, but different uh anyway so uh star wars has also just started a great new jumping on point so the first four years of the star wars comic from marvel uh, they were set in between episode four and episode uh five so it's kind of bridging the gap between astro luke blows up the death star and eventually if you read the entire four-year run it ends right with they set up their uh, base on hoth they've now jumped forward so now the current timeline of the Star Wars comic, and they renumbered it, which is, I hate when they do this, because now you have to start back over it, the numbering again. Uh, but the new Marvel Star Wars number one starts with right after the events of Empire Strikes Back. So Luke has lost his hand, Han is frozen in carbonite, I mean right after. Like, they just escaped from um, uh, Cloud City right after. Um, but that brings some really interesting new changes to, to the story. First of all, it's a really interesting time period to explore because there's, uh, one of the things I loved about the comic before now is exploring story threads that you know had to have happened at some point, but they never really fully addressed in the book. Like, uh, the moment Vader finds out the name of the rebel pilot who blew up the Death Star is Luke Skywalker. We know it had to happen at some point. We never saw it in the movie, but the comics took that in and ran with it. It was awesome. Um, the Darth Vader comic now, he's literally on a revenge quest to find out who hid Luke uh, from him and just slaughter everybody that had to do with like covering up Padme's death and stuff. It's awesome. Because uh, Vader on a revenge quest. Yeah, sold. I'll buy that comic. Uh, but Star Wars. So Luke has just learned Vader's his father. Lost his hand, lost his lightsaber, lost his best buddy Han. Lando's now a main cast member. Um, Leia and the the Rebellion are on the back foot because they lost their secret base and they're trying to, you know, they're scattered right now. So it's very much down and out for our heroes um, and really fun storylines to tell. They're teasing uh, the cover issue of number, uh, issue number six is Luke holding a yellow lightsaber that looks very much like a Temple Guard saber. Uh, because he doesn't have a lightsaber right now. Uh, and I guarantee you they're not going to tell, you know, three, four, five years worth of storylines with Luke not having a lightsaber. Uh, but the lingering question from Force Awakens, how the fuck did Maz Kanata get the, uh, the Anakin lightsaber, is kind of being addressed in the comics now, because somebody has found the lightsaber. In fact, the, the first storyline we're reading now is going uh, sneaking back into Bespin, um, because... Lando thinks he knows where Luke's saber might have ended up. 
uh, and it may or may not be another big trap. Uh, spoiler, it's a trap. But yeah, that's it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, again, really cool stories. Uh, things that you know had to have happened at some point. Um, there's also tons of cool new characters they brought up in the comics that are continuing uh, forward with with the new run, uh, even though it's, it's new numbering, so it's kind of confusing. Uh, but if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, especially if you're a classic OG original trilogy Star Wars fan, uh, I highly recommend reading the book. Really cool storylines, um, just expanding the universe. I don't, he keeps saying it. I have no idea. Like what I'm supposed to know. Sorry, it's uh, been sorry, 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 Vader? sorry. Uh, Space Wizards Laser Swords? Nothing? I mean, I, I like okay, women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Star Trek or something interesting. How about oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you want to talk wrestling again? <laughs> we could. Let's talk about guns and wrestling. The guns conversation is going to be short for me. I like guns. Okay. I'm, I'm, I am a filthy liberal who doesn't give a shit about firearms. There you go. So, that's well, how we get along. Mark. I dig it. I'm in the market for a firearm. We made the decision yesterday. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Not too many mental health issues for me. I'm one bad day away from making a decision I can't change. Yeah, so. so you're the Joker? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, okay. More the bender from the <laughs> pilot of Futurama scenario. Okay, so stay away from suicide booths? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, now we're only 25 cents. <laughs> it's economical and efficient. Too dark? Okay, too nah, dark. Okay, nah, we'll, nah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back. You'll we'll know when you've gone too dark. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's Star Wars uh, comic by What to Read. Are we good with What to Read? Yep. Yep. Okay, moving on to what I think we'll have more to talk about. Butt stuff! New topic, not continuing topic. Butt stuff is just throughout the show. You know that. Just just drop your stuff. It's true, it's true. Uh, just like your pants, drop it whenever you feel like it. What to watch, Julian, start us off. So, this may come as a surprise, but I actually kind of, by accident, uh, saw someone watching Supernatural today. The very what? first season. Oh, I mean, there's, what, 14 seasons on Netflix right now? At least 38. Now? 28 and a half. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how many seasons are there going to be told? 15 total? 5 million. 6,800, I think. Okay. Like, I'm looking for a real answer, though. 15. 15? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, there's probably 14 on Netflix right now. It's a great time to start watching if you've never watched it or if you want to go back and rewatch it. 14 seasons worth of a TV show, which is about nine seasons too long. Um, but the first five seasons are super fucking solid. So good. Then it's kind of spittering. Kind of hit and miss after that. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple seasons that are good. There's there's episodes that are good. Yeah. There's characters that are going to introduce that are interesting. But as a whole, eh, uh, there's still. Like some of the ones that I really enjoyed from later seasons, the Slenderman knockoff episode I thought was really good. Um, the musical the, episode, the musical yep. episode, the one from the perspective of the car, maybe. yes, yeah. Um, and uh, I'll even tie this back into wrestling and say the one with the Miz was pretty good. I think I stopped watching by that one. It's it's I think it might be season eleven. Yeah, I think I stopped after. I think I stopped 10. at 10. Yeah. Wait, whenever Dean killed Death is when I stopped watching. And That's at least... the end of season 11. Okay, so then I stopped watching season 12 then. I watched episode 1 of season 12 where like... Hey, that's legit where I'm at right now. I finished episode 1 of season... Supernatural... Is that the, is that the super hot chick that's like the black smoke? Yeah. 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 That's Supernatural I, I had like... I fade in and out of. Uh-huh. I will get really into it for like two weeks, watch like a season and a little bit extra from another season... I'm like, all right, cool. Had my fix. 
but they always do like the the thing so everything will kind of come back to me yeah it's just one of those shows um i did that with once upon a time for a while but holy shit once upon a time is fucking awful after like the first two seasons yeah that went downhill pretty quick all i wanted was a fables tv show and i thought i had like a knockoff of it with that and grim well yeah grim got real bad real grim quick. got real the bad the shit real part quick. with that is abc bought fables just to sit on it so they wouldn't get sued for doing Once Upon a Time. Yep. Fuck you. Where's that Disney Plus series, huh? Huh? Uh, no? Hulu series? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Better. Better. Uh, Wait, didn't Amazon do a show called Lore? Which is sort of about... Lore was more true crime stories, though. Was it? Like, they were they would deep dive into, like, old school true crime and, like... But I thought it was supposed to be about uh, be about like vampires and shit. Oh, I mean, but they had. I want to say they did an episode about like Jack the Ripper too. So I mm. thought I thought it was this mix of like fantasy and true crime. Mm. I tried to watch it, not for me. Okay, fair enough. Which means I'll probably love it if it's not for him. There you go. <laughs> we actually like a lot more than I know. we let we, we really do. We like to play it up. It's true. We have to have the heat for the crowd. Yes. All seven listeners. Heat, great movie, though. Best gunfight ever put on film. Is I don't know. What about the end of uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Oh, I'm sorry. There's I'm a sorry. thousand bullets. We're yet. talking gunfights, and you haven't said John Wick yet, so your argument is automatically null and void. Because so, any gunfight from any John Wick movie beats Heat. Well, so Heat, they actually use in, like, uh, the Marines, like, training. They actually use the gunfight scene from Heat. Because it's so accurate. Really? Yeah. Well, because it's the, so well the done. The tactics are accurate. Yeah. Uh, they're not really hauling money in those bags. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Surprise. I know. I know. But again, 3,000 miles to Graceland. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Ice-T swinging around like a top. That's uh, kind of badass. And uh, the the song from the end of the final fight in 3,000 miles to Graceland is Head P.E. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Not the reason I actually like that gunfight, though. I mean, it is a good scene, but yeah. I'm just saying, Heat, tactically-wise, is the best uh, gunfight ever on film. It doesn't have Elvis shooting at Elvis, though. It doesn't, so, but that's okay. Again, I have not... The, 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 shockingly small references of John Wick. I haven't heard you guys say the name at all yet. Keanu so transcends all. all. He might be God. Yeah, well, if you want to talk about real training in a movie, Keanu really did three-gun training, still does three-gun training, and... Uh, um, What's it? Aikido and like it, it's him doing those stunts. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, like he's, know. he's Again, doing that shit. Keanu might be God. Might be. He's better than God. What are you talking about? <laughs> mm, that, yeah, that gets a fist bump. That's a, that's a fist bump worthy right there. Uh, so my first recommendation is, is some low hanging fruit. I talked about earlier in the show, but there's a lot of new content coming out on streaming video on demand services. If you haven't seen Invisible Man. Now's your chance. I know it's 20 bucks to rent, but it's worth it. It's a really great movie. Uh, I cannot wait to watch The Hunt. Uh, so I'll be getting that whenever I can on Friday, I think is when it hits. Um, there's plenty of great stuff out there to see. And even though the movie itself isn't that great, uh, I really did enjoy <clears throat> the film formerly known as Birds of Prey or The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, was a good movie. The characters are done well. 
the fight scenes were done by the the, the John Wick people. Yeah, the people they brought them in to redo the so if nothing else, the fight scenes are awesome. And oh, give credit to Ewan McGregor. No one, no one is having more fun in the movie. He is just chewing scenery and having the time of his life. And Ewan McGregor's a bad guy. It's something you don't see very much. So give that give that a look. See, I think that comes out next week. Ewan McGregor might be the bad guy, like on on level with Razor Ramon. Okay. Oh, okay. That was Scott Hall's character in the mid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the toothpick and the yeah. Uh, yeah, not a big fan. Mm. Anyway, how dare you come at me? I loved Razor Ramon. Hey, man. Uh, so yeah, there's my first pick. Is just check out some of these. Uh, you know, if if uh, production companies are going to put their stuff out on video on demand, take advantage of it. Uh, you know, if you, if you can't be at the movies, bring the movies back to you. Uh, I. It can't be long before some of these other titles. Uh, New Mutants is absolutely not going out in theaters. That is going to end up going straight to Hulu. Um, so take advantage of some of these things. Do it. That's coming home. Do it. Okay. It's a new Undisputed Era t-shirt. Oh. Though Velveteen Dream is beating Adam Cole. Um, the first thing I'll go with is actually something I'm working my way through now, and I think the second season drops this summer so depending on how long this bullshit lasts we might all be stuck inside for a bit um uh, i never watched it before i'm just now watching it uh, the haunting of hill house on Netflix. i heard it's, good. Oh, it's pretty series. solid yeah yeah i'm uh i just got to the funeral episode oh okay that's a good one yeah, it's a real good one yeah um and that it's honestly this shockingly good mix of like family drama and horror mm-hmm. um and I, I won't lie a couple of the jump scares have gotten me uh so it's, it's got a decent creep factor to it but also if you're not like a huge fan of horror there's still a lot there for you uh, i'm not sure how many episodes it is 10 or 12 i think something like that yeah. um i'm almost and i'm it's my lunch break show right now i live spoiler i live close enough to drive home for lunch so I'll uh, come home, watch about 45 minutes of an episode. The downside is they're all like an hour and six minutes or 10 <laughs> minutes. So I always get to that point where I have like 15 minutes left of the episode and I have to head back to work. But um, it's good. Uh, the characters are super kind of like relatable. I feel like everyone had like goes through some family issues and that kind of shit. And it's a, it's a really like, it's a good show. So, yeah. There you go. The younger yeah. sister, the super hot one from, uh, what's that crazy show, You, the second season? Is that the one with the stalker guy? Yeah. Couldn't yeah. get into it. Couldn't get into it either, but some people like it. Uh, yeah. I would not recommend that show. Oh, I didn't. No, I'm, not I recommend. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, the chick in it also plays the younger sister in Haunting of Hill House. I'm also just saying, hot. I just wouldn't, re- I just, I tried, I watched like four or five episodes of season one when I saw everyone like obsessing about it I'm like this is the bullshit that like people are into Never Jennifer Anderson's that. evidently into that Penn Badgley guy remember she flicked her bean so hard she broke a nail huh? <laughs> who hasn't injured a Horrible finger bosses. masturbating before I mean, yeah. <clears throat> back to you bud uh, so in my ever our ever expanding uh, cast of people that we fully support no matter what they do uh, Nathan Fillion is on a TV show called The Rookie. It's it's kind of a procedural cop show, but it's Nathan Fillion, so yeah. he makes it better than it Fair. has any right to be. Um, they're most of the way through the second season. I want to say there's like 13 episodes in season two right now. Uh, the first one's really good. Basically, it's a fish out of water story. 
the dude gets divorced in his mid-40s. He decides to start over, uh, moves from, I think, Michigan to Los Angeles to join the LAPD, uh, completely turns his life around. And it's all about it's all about the odds and ends of daily LAPD life, as well as being the oldest guy on the force. The oldest also rookie, a yeah, rookie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's really well done. There's really good characters. Uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes drama where uh, one character didn't return for season two, uh, but for the most part, they're cool, they're relatable. They do kind of get a little ham fisted on some of the stuff, but for the most part, it's a pretty good show. I love if you watch the the first the pilot episode. Uh, and then watch the actual like first full on production episode, and you can just see how much weight Nathan Fillion dropped. <laughs> yeah, there it's even more between season one and season Is two. It? When he comes back for season two, he's like thirty pounds lighter. Good for him. You can, he's one of those guys, kind of like me. When I get really fat, you can see it in my face. So whenever I lose weight, you can really tell, like in my face. And Nathan Fillion, I'm just gonna say he looks good in a uniform. No argument here. No, I watched the first like six or eight episodes of season one. It was good. I just kept forgetting to keep going back and watching it. But yeah, Nathan Fillion's awesome. Yeah. The show's good. Um, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good times. Got enough interpersonal drama to keep it, you know, entertaining. Whether or not chasing crooks and shooting bad guys. Yeah, and there's enough uh, like based on true event, you know, crime events. It's yeah, actually pretty yeah. cool. Um, they do the typical tropes of oh, there's a serial killer and. They may have info about a dirty cop and all this other stuff. But, I mean, it's actually pretty cool. There's been a lot of good episodes. Good cast, too, because they're yeah. pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. And they did the crossover episode to where, like, basically all the old castmates from various shows that the people had been on. It was really cool. The one episode with all the uh, the guys off of, um, what was it, Castle? Yeah. That show was kind of crap after the first three seasons. Yeah. But, yeah. A uh, few of those cast members show up. It's a really cool crossover. Did, Alan, did it come back? Alan Tudyk's yeah. on an episode. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Hell yeah. Um, my next one is going to be, it's not just a, a, a film or a show. Uh, I'm going to recommend you guys an entire streaming service. And you know where I'm going with this already. Shutter. Shutter. Yep. Right now, go sign up. Use the code SHUTIN. S-H-U-T-I-N. One word. And you will get a free 30-day subscription to Shutter. Uh, if you like horror movies at all, Go on and check it out. It is the the best uh, curated collection of awesome horror. And they're starting to branch away from just typical horror. They've got stuff like uh, Escape from New York is on there right now. Um, but literally, any whatever sub-genre of horror you're into, they've got stuff for you on there. They literally have an entire um, bookmarked section of aquatic creature features. <laughs> Which you know I'm all about. Uh, but it's fantastic. You've got original programming like uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, you've got the Creep Show TV series. Um, the what's it called the the Deadlands, which is a new series I think just finished up. Uh, which is it, it's um, a Maori warrior fighting off a zombie plague kind of thing. Random, but it's cool. Uh, tons of original content on there. Awesome eighties, uh, you know, random obscure eighties movies. Uh, foreign films, there's an entire giallo section of like Italian horror from the 70s. Uh, whatever your kink. Oh, do you know what they, a lot. Whatever your kink is, they've got you covered. Do you know what they just added that we love? That the show as a whole loves? Ginger Snaps. I will slap you. <laughs> I will slap the shit out of you. Yeah, I think uh, they, they recently added that yeah. and Dog Soldiers. Dog so, Soldiers is fantastic. Yeah, I really, Dog Soldiers I hope, is way better than Ginger Snaps. I really hope Joe Bob does that. Um, just so I have an excuse yeah. to watch it again. Yeah, go fuck yeah. yourself. 
Hell, Dog Soldiers is light years better than Ginger Snaps, and I enjoy Ginger Snaps. Strongly, strongly disagree. I love Dog Soldiers, but Wait, is the new Creep Show them. is the new Creep Show any good? It's hit or miss episode to episode, but as a whole, it's pretty good. There are, and it's, I feel like they balance some of the episodes with like the yes. really strong segments are followed by kind of some hot garbage. So every or episode hot garbage into a really strong one. Every episode's 30 minutes and it's two stories. So you're, okay. it's essentially a 15 minute short. Um, so even if you're not super into the first one, the second one will balance it out usually. Okay. Uh, or worst case scenario, it's only 15 minutes. So you can watch half of an episode and be done with it. Uh, but I, as it peaks for me when you end up with a squad of paratroopers behind enemy lines during World War II who have to uh, inject themselves with vampire serum, or not, uh, with werewolf serum, to fight Nazis. Featuring, werewolf uh, soldiers fighting Nazis, and if that doesn't get you into the show, I don't know how to sell it to you. I'm into <laughs> it. I'm into it. It needs to be a feature-length film. Yes, it does. Yes, God, it I'd does. watch it. With the same fucking cast. Cause it Wait, has, didn't uh, Rob Zombie pitch it? Werewolf Women of the SS. The SS, there you go. Of a signed uh, 14, or like 14 by 11 poster for that signed by bill mosley nice my problem with that is the werewolves are the nazis well rob zombie fair yeah uh but no uh wow shit what's his and name dr from, herbert west yeah from reanimator is is uh one of the nazi officers it's awesome it's a great it's a great that, that was one of the few storylines where i'm like can we just make this the whole episode i yeah. don't want this to be condensed to 15 minutes give me yeah give me the the 90 minute version of that but uh yeah the shows are great and again use code shut in s-h-u-t-i-n shut in you'll get 30 days free not seven days like everybody else does a full fucking month of shutter for free if, if you want recommendations email us at iheartstamos at gmail.com text us at 270-883-1617 message our facebook account holler at us on twitter uh, you can pretty much private message any of us if you know our actual names on uh, Facebook. Subscribe to our OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, wait, we haven't announced it yet. Sorry. That was going to be my final pick. Oh, sorry, but, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's literally just us showing our buttholes. Well, yeah, that's right. But it's each other's. Like, you're yeah, spreading you're my shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Our, yeah. our OnlyFans yeah. is Whose Booty Is This? <laughs> yeah, 69. Yeah. Yep. That's a callback to Whose Dick Is This? I appreciate <laughs> you. Um,. So I'm, I'm, I've got a really random one, and I didn't know about this until someone at work uh, talked to me about it. Have you heard what NASCAR is doing? No. They moved everything to esports. They already they've already paid for the TV time. They've already like paid for it. So they have literally paid esports people to race in NASCAR games on TV. It sounds awesome. Okay. I am so fucking into this idea. Uh, you, you guys know I'm a streamer fan. I know John. I know you're not a big streamer guy, but uh, they're paying. They're paying these esports guys. They're still getting like so the sponsorship can't get mad because they're still so being advertised. What are stuff. they playing it on? Uh, I think they're playing like I don't know if it's PC, PS4, or Xbox One, but they're playing like the latest NASCAR. Game. Oh, I'll get a yeah. NASCAR head game. Okay. Yeah, they are straight up playing those and uh, simulating races. It sounds so stupid, but one of those things that's like. It's so dumb, it might just work. Yeah. So, See, I, feel, I feel like that's the first step on the road to virtual death race. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, if, but if, if they were like, yeah, we have 16 blah blah blah, filling in for NASCAR, we have 16 players playing Twisted Metal 2, uh, into Vigilante it. Vigilante 8. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
That would be awesome. On, on the one with the, the ski jump? Or the, uh, was it the Area 51? Yes. Where you, if you go in the one area, you release like giant cockroaches. Yeah. And then the, uh, the flying saucer like starts beaming the other cars up. And now that I've got that 64, I need to pick up Vigilante 8. There you go. Professional Mario Kart. Boom. Also into it. Damn. Uh, yeah. Can't believe I'm not plugging any of my Mario Maker guys when we're talking about <laughs> streaming, but that's no, uh, that's interesting. It's just wonky enough to fucking work. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm into it. I really am. I think it's a, it's fun and stupid. Which honestly, I think like as a, it's the best kind of fun. Yeah, as a nation, as a world, we we need a little <laughs> fun and stupid right now. Absolutely. So I'm into it. Julian, this back to you. Uh, what else? What would I just watch? So, uh, I can thank you for getting me into it, but uh, season three of Castlevania just dropped. Um, it was longer and better than the first two. Well, season one is the best season, I think. Uh, season two is okay. Season three is better. Um, it's just fun. It's a, it's a weird American anime style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got it's got a lot of humor. Uh, it really dives deep into these characters that you really only knew their names of when you were playing in the games. Fantastic voice cast. Uh, the voice casting is a phenomenal. Um, you just can't go wrong. Like Richard Armitage and Hell Bill Nye's in the last season. Uh, and then just, it creates a few characters that you don't give a shit about and then all of a sudden you do care about. Yeah. Um, it sets up really good villains. They didn't do the cliche bullshit of the, of the games where they just bring back Dracula for every single one. Yeah. Um, they've created new villains. Uh, with new backstories, and it's actually really interesting. Like uh, season three for all you woke pieces of shit like Goron, uh, <laughs> the main villains are these four big badass bitch uh, vampires. vampires. Sister, they're not really yeah. sisters because two of them are banging. I guess they're just like a small coven of vampires, witches or something. It's cool. Yeah, they look awesome. The fight scenes are awesome. They get a little uh, squirrely, but not too terribly bad. Like if you like One Punch Man, um, that kind of fighting style, you'll like uh, Castlevania. It's fun. It's loud. It, it, it's bright. You brought this up. So the the animation style is is straight up anime, and it's yeah. done by uh, I think Japanese studio. But it's written by Warren Ellis, who is a big comic book writer. Um, so storylines are structured in, in season one. To call it a season, it, it's the whole thing's two hours long. Yeah, uh, it's like four or five episodes long, and they're like twenty minutes yeah. long. Yeah, it's essentially it's an animated movie, which I'm not hating on, but. Uh, they expanded uh, the next couple seasons after that. So season one was very much a, we want to keep doing more, so we're going to tease you with it. They got a second season, so they got to expand the world out more, bring in lots of new characters, uh, give you an ending I did not think season two was going to do. Uh, I won't spoil it, but I did not predict that for the end of season two. God brand! Oh, the best God. character ever! God, God brand. brand! He needs a fucking spinoff. Uh, I'd watch a god brand viking uh vampire all fucking day yep uh but then yeah in season three again i'm only like three episodes into it but it's it's even further expanding on what they expanded on in season two so they're very much building out a whole world and lots of characters um so it keeps you hooked uh and trevor belmont is just awesome awesome so yeah castlevania's great good pick um so okay i'll tag you back julian um, show that had been on my list for a while, but I hadn't started watching until you raved about it was Altered Carbon. 
if you like Blade Runner at all, watch this show. It is very Blade Runner-esque in that it's a super futuristic detective noir kind of story. Um, the first episode is a little heavy with world building. There's a lot of exposition thrown at you to kind of understand what this world is about. But essentially, uh, kind of the story Koran was talking about, uh, we've, we've fixed death. Uh, you have this chip thing in the back of your neck, basically, that stores all of your memory. And if your physical body dies, so your body is called a sleeve, if your sleeve dies, uh, we take your stack, which is the chip, plug it into a new body, and for all intents and purposes... And your, go. Yeah, your memories, your thoughts, your whatever, are in this new body. The body is just a shell. Mm-hmm. Um, so our main character wakes up like 250 years after his, his sleeve died... Oh, shit. Uh, he's been he's been awakened because there's a super like wealthier than God rich guy. So they're called the the mess. They're, they're like Methuselah because yeah. they live longer than anyone. Because they, they literally live in a skyscraper above the clouds. Because like, they're they're so rich, they've become immortal. They they're like thousands of years old because they can afford to be. Yeah. They clone bodies of themselves and put themselves into new bodies when the old one gets worn out. Like they've lived for centuries. Uh, but this guy gets killed. And he has no memory from 48 hours around him being killed. So he brings in our main character to solve the mystery. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's essentially the main plot thread. It's a futuristic detective noir story. Tons of great action. Um, An interesting enough uh, mystery thread to keep you invested in the show. Um, Plenty of good plot twists. There is an entire fight sequence where two chicks fight each other naked. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if that if that doesn't get you to watch the show. I don't know how else to pitch it to you. <laughs> uh, but no, it's great. Uh, I've heard season two is not as good. Um, I'll watch it anyway. Just season one is fantastic. I've got one episode left for season one. Uh, if I wasn't doing the show, I'd be watching season one right now. Uh, it's really good. It got me sucked in. I watched the whole thing in about two days. But uh, no, I highly recommend Altered Carbon season one. I'll see. I'll see where season two goes. I haven't started it yet. But uh, awesome. this is gonna sound weird. As, from you yeah no <laughs> as it's three things okay. in one okay um uh, as you know the show shows whatever you want to say we're all big fans of friday the 13th mm. most of us are big fans of friday the 13th <laughs> there you go um there are three excellent fan films on youtube that are worth your time oh uh you've heard us talk about never hiked alone before it's great it even has um a couple, a couple callbacks to some characters from Part Six. Um, okay. There's okay. also uh, Return to Crystal Lake, which is okay. It's not as good as Never Hike Alone. Uh, like Never Hike Alone had such a big following, they actually like did a Kickstarter and there was a Blu-ray release and everything. Oh, awesome! Um, and then there's uh, Friday the Thirteenth Vengeance, which I'm only about like halfway through right now, but it's a ton of fun. And again, like, you can't go into these with high expectations because they are Friday the 13th fan films, but they are respectively Never Hike Alone is 53 minutes and 42 seconds. Friday the 13th Return to Crystal Lake is 50 minutes and 47 seconds. It's almost 51 minutes long. So you're talking under an hour for all these fan films? No. Oh, okay. Friday the 13th Vengeance is 1 hour, 34 minutes, and 7 seconds. That's feature length, man. Good for them. Um, They should be out in feet. Oh. So, uh, you know, if you wanted friday the 13th for the past almost 12 years uh you you can get some kind of fix you can get a little bit of love from it um 
Never Hike Alone's been out for two years. Return to Crystal Lake has been out for seven months. And Vengeance has been out for three months. Isn't there one called 13 Fan? Or Fanboy 13 or something like that? Uh, it may not be out yet. Jason Lives Again, a Friday the 13th fan film. No, I mean, there okay. are. And I mean, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a ton. If you look it up, like, there are so, so many. Like, there's even a, there's an almost 30 minute long Michael versus Jason. Pause for selfie. Um, <laughs> short fan film. Like, I mean, there's so much you can find on there. And I feel like the world of fan films don't get enough credit because there's some really good stuff there's out there. There's some great stuff out there, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. And I mean, a lot of garbage. But I remember probably close to a year ago now like no one was doing anything on a friday night i think you had to work i don't i think you may have been disappeared to somewhere Mm -hmm. um that i i literally spent like four hours on my couch just looking up and watching fan films so there's um again i'll i'll run those back for you it's never it's never hike alone uh return to crystal lake fan film and friday the 13th vengeance well, we're on fan films. I need to look up the title because I always forget it. But there's a... So a while ago, there was a movie that came out called... Uh, oh, shit. Uh, damn it, hold on. Let me look it up. Um, but it was a, a... Not necessarily a horror movie, but like a thriller movie. Uh, Escape from Tomorrow. Um, it was this psychological thriller shot in the Disney park. Sitting on with, that Blu-ray shelf Without right permission from Disney to shoot there. Uh, about a guy who takes his family on a Disney trip and slowly but surely his life spirals out of control. Um, it was hyped up as this great movie. And I finally went to go out or finally uh, tried down a copy and watched it. And it was remarkably underwhelming. <laughs> uh, just really boring, cliche. Took a lot of um, Disney myths and didn't necessarily do anything fun with them. Yeah. Just like, here's a Disney. Like, here's the myth about Disney. Like, there's a scene where someone's like, you know what you're eating isn't really a, a, a turkey leg. It's an emu leg. Like, okay, do something with that. Don't just, like, regurgitate yeah. stuff. But there is a, um awesome fan film. And I always forget the title of it. Me and uh, Funny have talked about it a few times. Uh, Missing in the Mansion. It's 11 minutes long. But it's uh, one of the best found footage, first-person um horror stories i've ever seen uh and 11 minutes tells a complete uh, beginning meal and end story but it's about uh two brothers one of them they're going to the park one of them's with there with his girlfriend to propose to her um and so they it's literally it's, it's hey um, that's the reason there he's recording everything is the brother's recording it uh to show hey it's, it's your guy's engagement and now it's on video for you and they decide to go ride the lost man or the haunted mansion because it's their favorite ride and once they get on the mansion shit starts happening i don't want to give the whole plot away but it's a really cool haunted house story told in 11 minutes and it, it does the whole incorporating disney urban legends way better than uh escape to, uh, escape from tomorrowland does and uh it's awesome definitely check that it's on youtube it's not hard to find missing in the mansion i always forget the title of it um but if you like good horror or if you're a disney fan or you're both uh, it's right up your alley definitely check that out uh i've got one more go for it um the the last thing i'll say is 
Uh, I'm not saying it's all great, but feel free to support them. WWE is still managing to put on products right now. Um, I know NXT is a lot of best of promos and that kind of stuff, but like WD has an open policy right now. If you don't feel comfortable coming to any of these tapings, you don't have to. You don't have to work. So everyone that's there is legitimately wanting to be there. Everyone that's there is putting their ass like that. They're literally like putting themselves out there. There is no crowd. Is it weird watching a wrestling match where the commentators don't stop at all? Yes, but they're covering up the wrestlers calling spots. Like, yeah, it's it's worth like checking out. It's weird and it's awkward, and I can't say I'm excited about it for the next couple months. But I will continue to support WWE. I will continue to support something that I've loved for almost thirty years because they are literally going all out at a time where everything else is shutting down. Yeah. So represent. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that the one saving grace in all this is you know, streaming is is dominating everything now. So yeah. you're not at a loss for things to do to keep yourself occupied. Um, I'll get a little bit preachy on this. Uh, it's also a great time to take care of yourself. You know, you're trapped at home, fine, but uh, you know, maybe now's the time to start that diet you're talking about. Especially since you know, grocery stores are empty, madhouses, and you can't find the food you want anymore. Uh, now's the time you know, hey. Um, <laughs> do that yoga baby exactly You can. there's plenty of exercise stuff you can watch at home on Netflix and whatnot. you can sit there and do some sit-ups while you're you know binging all 18 million seasons of Supernatural <laughs> uh, Supernatural can probably just get you through the uh, quarantine start now <laughs> um, start Sunday when they shut everything in the nation down yeah um, but no, there's, so you know there's plenty of things to keep you distracted on that, but also, hey, maybe take this time and and write that short story you've been talking yeah. about doing. Finish that great American novel. Um, or, uh, order that butt plug. Absolutely. Just figure it do out. it, man. Just try it. Amazon's still delivering. If you yeah. want to do that weird sex stuff, do your thing. Um, we'll still be here. If we can't record in person, we'll... We'll go back to the old we'll school. We'll go back thing. to the old school way. We will, we will make it work for the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, so take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Uh, we'll get through this together. As as one of the greatest Canadians in the world, Red Green always says, "Keep your stick on the ice." And remember, we're all in this together. With that, I think that's our show. Yeah, so thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Tell us what you're watching or reading or playing while you're stuck. Maybe you've got some recommendations for us, and we'll like and talk about it next week. Absolutely. Let us know. Let us know. Julian can go fuck himself. I hate you. I can see inside you the sickness is rising It seems that all that was good has died Oh no, the world is a scary place Now that you've woken up the demon in me